Cheers. Cheers. Okay. So, bigger one. We didn't do one yet. We didn't do anything yesterday. We did. We went to... No, no. Like, we didn't do a podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, a little bit more to, I guess, speak on today. Well, I think we've been... We've... It's been slower goings the past couple days. We were all hot and ready out the gate when we got here oh you don't like the wine not really no i didn't think it was bad it's okay it'll do (laughs) sorry continue um yeah we kind of hit the ground running i feel like when we we first got here and then i feel like yesterday and today we've been a little bit more tired and well yeah it's slower yeah i wasn't feeling the hottest i think i had like something going on with my stomach a little bit a little flu bug or something i don't know i don't know if it was like a food of something i ate but yeah. yeah we had this like weird cheese it was a camembert yeah but it didn't taste like a camembert it was like a it hard was, camembert it was hard like a rock a well, little bit it was like it was creamy but it wouldn't have crrumbled but it was like you had to put your weight on the knife to yeah make it a camembert through. to me like is closer to a brie yeah this is closer to like a cheddar yeah like a really soft cheddar. Yeah. And again, it was like really thick when you ate it. It was like. Yeah. Like not. I know cheese is normally pretty thick, but like this was very, very rich or like, I don't know how to even describe it. It was just like really. I don't know. It was different. I, I mean, I don't even know. if I don't even know if that was what did it to me, but it was I mean, it wasn't terrible. No, but, it didn't taste bad. It was just but not. feeling a little rundown. Maybe just probably because of the late nights and early well, you've mornings. been staying up late to watch hockey. Yeah, like, until game, three in the morning. Leaf games start at either midnight or twelve thirty here. So, and they go for like two and a half hours. So it's a big commitment. But yeah, I decided to skip yesterday because I was really tired. But um, and you've been driving a whole bunch. Yeah, well, that's what happened. Right? We were leaving. Um, uh, what was it like like the Hecna? near Hecna? Hecknar Hecknar or whatever I don't know Hella. how to pronounce it it's spelled Hella H-E-L-L-E H-A-L-L-A but H-E-L-L-A. I pretty I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure two L's together make a ek like a kna Ekna. like like what two L's make a K-N yeah. sound uh, but anyways so. yeah we left we were leaving from there to come to uh, to Veek and we st- yeah so so basically we went we went so we had to go further east to head to f- to go to Vik from mm-hmm. where we were but we headed further west up the, the the southern road that's that that whatever that road is that we've been taking late, like the past little while because we said we decided to go to a natural hot spring mm-hmm. right it was that. a nice day when we were leaving so yeah. we got up well it, it it was but remember it, it had said that they were gonna they were we got a storm warning right but it wasn't gonna start until one till one in in the afternoon yeah so um just looking at what the weather is gonna be like uh on sunday Oh, I guess we left on Saturday, right? Yeah. So on yeah. Saturday, it said it was going to, there was going to be a really bad storm starting at one. And then all day Sunday and all day Monday, it was going to be raining. So we weren't really going to have a chance to go to this hot spring at any other time. Plus, it was pretty close to where we were staying in Hecknar. So it was about, what, like 30 minutes or 40 minutes away? Yeah. 
Something so, like that, like 30 minutes. So we left. We got but, up pretty but early. But 30 minutes in the opposite direction yeah, of, of where we were going to go. To, of, yeah. yeah. So. Which, yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but it was pretty much the only time weather permitting we would have been able to go. So. Yeah. Um, we got in the car probably around like nine or 10, mm-hmm. drove to the lagoon. It was really nice. That was like my highlight of the trip. Cause that was what I was really looking forward to going yeah. to Iceland for. So this was a geothermal, like natural hot spring. Yeah. yeah. And it was outside and it was actually a really nice morning slash early afternoon. Like the sun actually came out, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen too often in yeah. Iceland. Yeah. It's happened at like the most opportune moments, I feel. When yeah. we went to that waterfall, there was a rainbow with the full sun out. And then when we went to this hot spring. Yeah. And it was just oh, so relaxing getting in. But like when you step out in your bathing suit. Well, okay. So, so well, first of all, the, the hot spring itself it's it's a man-made like pool mm-hmm. oh i it, want to read up on it a little i should have done it before but it's been around for a really long time like close to 100 years oh oh right yeah 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 there's yeah, some yeah. like old-timey pic- pictures right. of like you know what it's called there's a, it has a name there's a specific name for it but i can't rem- can't remember what it's called I don't know, and probably probably couldn't even pronounce it if we knew if anyone is really interested in it it was called secret lagoon mm, and yeah, yeah it's, it has some Icelandic and it's in well. iceland it's the only yeah. secret lagoon in iceland right. so if you look it up you can see right. the history of it but it's it's a it's a man it's sort of a man-made pool but it's heated through geothermal means mm-hmm. right and so yeah you you get there and you have to you take your shoes off when you go in the change room i guess they to keep the mud out which is that's a com- common theme here and you have to shower before you go in like they're really they're really they're really they're big sticklers about that Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry. Can you? And you have to like they're not only sticklers that you have to take a shower before going into the hot spring. You have to be butt naked, yeah, and you, they they have it written in multiple not, places. Not in the spring. Not while you're in the hot spring. No, 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 no. When you're yeah. taking the shower yeah. before you go in you the hot go, spring, yeah. you have to like strip you have to, down. You have and to you wash have, your ass. You have basically. to wash your butt. And it actually there was a woman who came in and she was like, "To I'm, this was when we were leaving. There were other girls that were showering." And they were all in their bathing suits. And this lady came in and she was like, ladies, you have to be naked. <laughs> Clean yourself. <laughs> like they're very strict well, yeah, because about if you, I mean, if, sure you wash yourself. If you have a bathing suit on, it doesn't necessarily get to the parts that you pro- probably probably want to wash the most. No. And so I read a sign and it's basic like they they uphold a high standard of cleanliness in these hot springs. So yeah, they, because there's no chlorine, there's no yeah. additives to make it clean. Because when you go, so when you go in, mm-hmm. like I have to, just I guess to fast forward a second, when you go in, there's it's not a it's not a paved, not a cement bottom. It's all rocks, mm-hmm. and it's all like it's all sort of natural stuff. And there's little there's algae kind of growing on on the rocks. So I imagine you you want to keep some level of cleanliness yeah so it's yeah yeah so you get in the shower and then you wash yourself put your bathing suit on go out and it's like you're out in the cold you're outside oh my god it was so cold the wind was blowing i was just like oh yeah you're in shorts or in in a bikini (laughs) in what four degree weather yeah mind you the the pool is really close to the door so it's not too too bad uh, but you go in and it's so nice and warm. Oh it's like, it's not quite as hot as a hot tub, but it's warm enough where you could be in there and you're totally well, fine. Well, certain spots aren't as hot as But that's as the other thing tub. too. Like yeah. there's some, there's some spots that are 
hotter than other spots. Like really hot. Like some are like almost like, oh, it's like too you hot. you can't stand yeah. there. We've, we've actually, we, we found a really good spot that was just on the cusp of, of too hot. It's like on and the if edge. You, and if you stand just outside of it, it's like nice. But then if you want to get a little extra, you just yeah. move in there and you move back out. It was yeah. really nice. And then they tell you only go in the main pool because there's like little sort of puddly. There's a, oh, oh, there's a geyser that like will shoot out little bits of water from time to time yeah like um, it, it bubbles and boils yeah. and then it like shoots out yeah, like, yeah. and it gets all steamy and it smells like eggs yeah it's, it's well it smells like you know when you go to a beach and you get that funky smell it kind of smells like that it's basically yeah, what it I basically guess. smells like it farts and eggs like if you go to if you go to lake ontario but further east not <laughs> yeah. in toronto but like if you go to lake ontario you know out in however however far a few hours out it's cleaner but it's still lake ontario so it kind of has that smelly mm-hmm. sort of smell to it um but there's a path you can walk behind it you can uh along those little little pools of, of water and it's boiling like the water is bubbling and yeah. it's not because of any air it's because it's 100 degree water so they say don't go in there because you'll get burned so it, it was interesting because my mom had told us about this story where somebody that she knew had fallen into a hot spring when they went to iceland and got very severely burned and when we went to to secret lagoon there were a bunch of signs that were showing yeah. like, do not go close to this like it must happen more often than one might think because there were lots of warning signs and well yeah people probably like touch the water or something you know yeah, just, just like, oh just i wonder how hot this it. is and they'll touch it and their fingers yeah. bleeding yeah I imagine. well you hear it like bubbling and stuff yeah so. it's i mean it's pretty obvious like it's it's there's so much steam coming off of it and not, not just like a normal amount of steam in cold water it's or in cold air it's steaming like it's almost you can't you can't see through the steam so mm-hmm. it's clearly very hot but obviously mm-hmm. you, you you think you, there's a pool that you can go in but these ones you can't so maybe, yeah maybe people make yeah. a mistake it was but really uh cool. but yeah really really cool and like Haley said it was the it was sunny it was sunny out mm-hmm. and the sun was out so it was a really nice really nice scene as well mm-hmm. and not busy at all no well there's like, like maybe 20 to 30 people in there and a pretty like big like decent oh it's massive yeah the pool is massive yeah Yeah. i think it would have been a lot busier during peak season so i'm happy yeah we were in there for like a good hour probably yeah yeah it was nice fingers started to get pruny real pruny yeah 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 so that was basically the only thing we did yesterday yeah we got out of the hot spring uh and started driving to veek yeah which was like two hours and a bit yeah yeah, there and about, yeah. and it started to storm. We were like driving yeah. into the storm. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. The, the amount of rain wasn't terrible. I like. I've had worse times driving in rain back home, mm-hmm. but it was the wind. The yeah. wind was really like really powerful. If you could, usually you, you know when when it's strong winds, you feel the car. But this was not so much where you couldn't keep control, but you had to really like pay it. Like my 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 shoulder started getting a little bit sore. Oh, because you were like because I, you to had to you had to you had to make it you had to keep it steady, right? Yeah. And so you you were constantly putting force into it. So my Aww. my shoulder kept getting a, a little bit sore, but it wasn't it wasn't where I couldn't. It was just like mm-hmm. it's funny your shoulder doesn't normally get sore when you drive, right? Right. But this was you had to put a little more force into it, mm-hmm. but yeah. But other than that, it wasn't bad. Oh yeah, yeah. The tu- oh, I was, I was just I just thought about the tunnel. I think we mentioned in the last. The last episode oh yeah but i was like that the tunnel the tunnel still was the worst was the worst time driving anywhere because <laughs> so it was funny. like it was just yeah anyway that's a yeah um but so yeah we came to we got to veek and uh so we're in these like kind of cottages and there's there's sort of four cottages along this 
along a, on, a, on a little hill mm-hmm. in front of these big rock structures. And each cottage has two rooms in it. And you so you walk into sort of this little main foyer, which is, not, well, not a foyer. It's, it's like a, a small room. It's basically enough for maybe maybe two people comfortably. And like mm-hmm. it's like a, sorry, what I'm trying to say is the way you walk into is like it's like a four by four little room or four by five little room. Mm-hmm. And, and then on either side of that, there are two other doors that lead into each cottage on either side. Yeah. And it's basically just a room. You have a bathroom and a desk and a bed. And it's really nice, actually. Yeah, it smells like a hotel. The other places that we went to, I thought, it's like we've been scaling up every yeah, this new is, accommodation, right? Th- yeah, this one's a lot. This one's definitely a lot nicer. It's like hotel yeah. Like, it's got, like, hotel, this, comfy, uh, like, a duvet that's really comfy, and th- really comfy pillows. This was the first hotel we've had a TV in. Yes. Every yeah, other one we haven't had a TV I wish we had a mini fridge. That's the only thing that's missing. Yeah, that's... But, yeah. And also our oh, shower. The shower is <laughs> that's so weird. That's the one weird. thing I don't understand. And, like, still, I don't think that our shower is doing what it's supposed to do. But I Billy think it called is. and they said it's fine. Well, so basically what it is is the shower... The First of all, the bathroom is pretty small. Mm-hmm. It's basically the size... Uh, uh, the, the, the right size for a bathroom... Sorry, for a toilet and a sink. Mm-hmm. right but then there's also a shower built into it but the shower has two doors that you can kind of close in on each other to create more space and so it basically what i'm saying is is if the shower wasn't there it would it would be the right size for just a toilet and a bathroom the way they can fit a shower into there is that they have these two doors that you open cr- up like a wardrobe yeah like. but they but but when you put them away they fold in on each, on each other so yeah. one goes one goes one folds in and the other one goes over top of it Mm -hmm. but there's no sort of lip around the bottom that keeps the water and there's just a drain in the middle of the bathroom Mm -hmm. and then you open the doors up to create sort of a bubble which when you do makes it you 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 don't have any room to get to the sink like you'd have to go to the side of the sink to wash your hands you can't like it's it's basically you have six inches of space between the sink and the door to the to and the and the the shower door But this, the, there's a drain in the middle of the bathroom, and you can see there's a bit of a of a of an angle. There's a bit of a, yeah, of a, what do you call it? A gradient in in the bathroom, yeah, that sort of shuttles the water into there. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the way they drain. So it's kind of it's kind of Asian style. Like if you've been to like any a lot of Asian countries, they, I, I so when we were in China, I know I remember I remember that um, I can't remember who was telling us, but when they 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 were telling us a story about how when when they had someone from china come to canada or or wherever they had to remind them that in canada it's not it's it's not uh normal to walk to to wet the the entire bathroom right because in a chinese bathroom like the entire bathroom is like you can you can get it wet i don't remember hearing that story yeah and also well our bathroom in China was a very traditionally it was, like, English, but, but the toilet, or the West, Canadian, or yeah, Western style bathroom where the shower was like enclosed. Yeah, but if when you, but I think in in if you go to a household in in China or I think even Japan, it's the like the entire bathroom is the shower, oh. and like the the there's about there should be a lip on the um, door leading the, to the rest of the house. I guess. Yeah, exactly right. So basically, it's like the entire the entire it's it's normal for the entire bathroom to get wet that's so interesting like whereas so, so like sorry just to just to finish what i was gonna say was um so a lot of the time when when they I, I think what the story was trying to mention is that sometimes when they had people showering in a canadian style mm-hmm. of bathroom 
they would like leave the shower curtain open. Oh, and, and like keep like and like the entire water, like the entire bathroom would get wet. Right. So there, because there, because because in, in Asia, I'm pretty sure for the most, at least at least China, it's like again, it's one room. The room is the shower room. There also happens to be a sink and a bath and a toilet in the shower room, mm. kind of thing. It's so weird though because. Like, I don't, wouldn't that compromise the integrity of, like, your toilet or, like, your sink? I know that typically know. you have, I guess, like, something to it's keep probably moisture sealed off. out of the crevices of those, I don't know. I, it it just, is, I it mean, just it's just something we're not so, used to. Yeah, I guess so. It just seems so weird to me that, so I took a shower yesterday and water basically filled our entire bathroom. But it did, but it did stop after a certain point. Like, it did enclose the toilet. And the sink. It went to the toilet in the sink. Yeah, and it did, and it did, but it, but it, it did stop like maybe ha- like a foot from the edge of the door. It, it the water stopped creeping. Mm-hmm. And I called, I called the front desk just to make because like we weren't sure is there like maybe a sort of because um, and and then and then the bottom like from the door to the ground there's a there's a there's a space there's, it doesn't touch the ground right there there is a mm-hmm. space for to allow water yeah. to, to seep through so we're like is part of this door missing is there like a, a rubber stopper that's supposed to kind of minimize the amount of water that comes out of it and i called the front desk and that, but that's normal they just said don't put the water pressure on too high and don't take a shower for that long yeah and they're but, like we'll give you more towels if you need it but that's normal so it is normal for the entire bathroom to get wet yeah, but they have a nice heater which will help dry it up in there they, there, there's yeah, like a, it's completely dry today we had to put a few extra towels down yeah and we asked for extra towels at the front like they're they're, it's very accommodating it was just really strange but it's just different yeah i guess to to save space to allow you to have for 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 this structure to have two separate units Mm -hmm. as well as a as a as a private bathroom in each they Mm -hmm. probably had to make it so that because i imagine like the washroom on the other side probably overlaps yeah right like it probably like if, if we were to break through the wall the back wall it would probably lead to the bathroom on the other side yeah yeah right so that's probably how they can save the space i have a theory about why like to me everything about this hotel when you go into the front lobby um it's really beautiful oh it's like it seems like a like a really high class thing Yeah, yeah and the restaurant we took a picture of the menu it's like a fancy menu it everything on it looks really delicious and when i stopped in to ask for some extra towels yesterday there was a guest playing the piano like with this yeah. soft beautiful din- dinner music and then they had like a happy hour going on like it was really really nice there's by the way there's sorry to cut you off but there's it's so we're in the four cottages that that are that the hotel owns but there's a separate hotel that's multiple stories right that that i think so i think that's what the yeah yeah behind like, yeah like you can go i don't know i don't think it's very maybe it's like three or four stories but there is it's a there's a hotel facility and then there's these four cottages which you can also rent through that hotel yeah by the way so yeah Um, so your theory yeah i have a theory that we'll get into when we go when we talk about what we did today okay um as to why i think some of the facilities are really nice but they seem kind of like temporary like they're not going to put a lot of effort into these bathrooms because these bathrooms might not be here oh right okay <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 so, so we'll get into that <laughs> you're right so yeah so so okay so yeah so that's basically where where we're where we're kind of staying really i mean it's really nice because it really it's like yeah. a, it's bigger than it's probably the biggest town that we've been to so far right would you say really i think it's kind of small well, we haven't. We've only gone through like two or three streets. 
Well, I'm thinking about when we drove to the Viking restaurant, that town that we drove through is... I mean, like, in terms of where we've stayed. Like, we we basically stayed on a farm. Yeah. One, and then the other one we stayed in a tiny little fishing village. Yeah. So... Vik is it's a it's a not it's not a, it's I w- bigger yeah. I wouldn't consider it a city it's definitely a, a no town. it's got one restaurant and well, it's there's, got... a, there's a couple is that there's the Asian restaurant oh, and true, then there's true. the yeah. pub and right. then yeah the supermarket yeah. but yeah it's 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 small it's probably like what would you say like four or five streets I feel like I feel like it's a lot like if we go further out um if we if we're going towards where the lava cafe is. Mm. I feel like if you were to continue on, it goes, it stretches a little further. It's definitely small, but yeah. it's the biggest one we've been to is, yeah. was my, is my point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, we get here, uh, beautiful. I mean, it's a really, very high end area, very high end mm-hmm. building and facilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So our, um, our plan for the day, cause, oh yeah, and Haley had booked an ice cave tour for which in advance so we had we had um we had that planned already and that was starting was this morning Mm -hmm. um so and we had to meet at the lava this this cafe they call it the lava cafe Mm -hmm. and um we meet there around i think the tour starts at 9 30 but we had to meet there 20 minutes before we Mm -hmm. might be maybe we're like maybe 10 minutes before Mm -hmm. a little late but (laughs) Oh. very on brand for us yeah so we get there and uh it's basically this tour i think it was seven of us seven of us plus the tour guide mm-hmm. and we were put into this like this this monster of a vehicle a monster truck that's what it felt it, like it kind of was a monster truck but it was a monster van mm-hmm. it was like one of those full-sized vans there was four rows Mm-hmm. You could, I mean, there was like... Like you, a school bus style kind of. Yeah. Like you could probably, you really, realistically, you could fit three people on each seat. So you it could seat 12 in the back probably mm-hmm. very easily. But I think there was only two seat belts on each thing. So we only, I mean, we only had, we only filled up three rows with two in each. So there was more than enough. But realistically, you could fill 12 plus the front two. So mm-hmm. you could fit 14 people in this, in this van. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was raised. It was very raised with like... I don't even know what the size was, but it was like they were clearly off-roading tires. They were mm-hmm. massive, like thick. They were like a foot thick. And I don't know, again, I don't know tire sizes, but it was clearly meant for off-roading. And we're like, oh, this is cool. We get in this. I don't want, I wonder if it's just gimmicky. Mm-hmm. But then we get on this tour and we, we realized why you need, this is this was the minimal vehicle you probably could use on this yeah. road. Yeah. So um, we go and then he we, we're on this road kind of like maybe five minutes out outside of, on the outskirts of town. And then he pulls off onto this road and uh, it's like he, a gravel it's road. like a gravel road, yeah. which we've been on before. Yeah. Right. And it, he actually said it was it's interesting. He said that was the that road was the original ring road. Mm-hmm. So the ring road is the road that that goes uh, all the way around. Yeah. It encircles all Iceland. of Iceland. So yeah. you could you could basically do an entire loop of Iceland um, and finish in the same spot that you started in. Mm-hmm. So this road, I, I guess, before they had the paved roads for cars, I assume this I, I assume this was for like horses and all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. yeah um so we w- went on that and then it's like it's pretty bumpy and then it gets bumpier and then all of a sudden we're like in this field i don't know what do you call it like this this it's a lava field a lava I field think. like there's no but like there's like huge rocks like, like <laughs> we're like we're basically getting like if you i i, I was telling Haley, i compared it it reminded me of the scene 
in Ace Ventura, the second one, when nature calls, when he's in the when he's in the truck and he's bouncing all around, he's doing the thing, but then he pans out and he's on a straight flat, flat. Like uh, the guy surface. is actually driving the truck is just like yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's but but then he, but then the way Ace Ventura is kind of bouncing around, like the way it would be all bumpy. But that is how it was. Like yeah. we were like kind of going everywhere. Like right? you had to like kind of, um, like like tighten your core to, because if you I, if yeah. you like let loosey goosey like you would bang your head on the window so easily yeah, or like, yeah. you're getting swung around yeah. <laughs> and uh and this guy drove fast like, i know he would like rip and he it would slow down too like he would like he would rip it i guess he he must have known the roads really well he must have driven there are potholes everywhere but he so. would he would speed up he would know he would like speed up for like 10 straight seconds he would like accelerate the entire time mm-hmm. and then at the end i'm like oh my god are we not going to hit a pothole and then all of a sudden he would stop and then he'd kind of move around a pothole yeah so he would know what areas were flat enough where he could gun it yeah and then what areas he had to instantly yeah. slow down and then move around and so not only were we bouncing up and down we were moving like side to side left and right all over the place right and eventually we get to the part where he's like going down hills and up hills and it's like 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 serious inclines yeah. like not not like like where obviously they weren't they weren't long so it wasn't like a street it was like kind of like a, a little hill but you were you can hear the rain yeah it's like raining on the podcast i wonder if, like if maybe it's picking up the sound it's been raining cats and dogs oh yeah a lot. it's on and off though today was actually really nice well uh, so yeah <laughs> so we get so we're in this thing and then eventually we get to this point where all around like we're driving through this i guess a lava field and there's like there's you can see there's roads like this this is clearly an area that people have driven before probably mostly these tours but i imagine people who go off-roading like there's clearly air there's clearly these paths i guess you could call them that that people will use to take around this area Mm -hmm. but if you look in 360 360 degrees there's no roads it's there's no civilization it's all just like wilderness like or, or mountainous ranges kind of thing but flat sort of plain mm-hmm. with mountains all around and um yeah so we're like we get to like the most remote areas eventually it's like it's like we probably we drove maybe for 30 minutes in off-road mm-hmm. and like five minutes on actual road yeah right so just getting out of vegan and then like 30 minutes into the like towards the gla- towards the glacier basically yeah and i'm not gonna even attempt at pronouncing it but it's oh gosh it's yeah. the glacier that 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 covers uh the the katla volcano mm-hmm. um there's also a katla glacier which doesn't cover katla volcano that's what, but I'm it used to. what it used to yeah before it, but when it when the glacier was bigger that's right yeah because the glacier i guess it expands or when it recedes, there's yeah. pressure that's put from the top the snow that's fallen on top of the glacier and there's pressure that builds mm-hmm. it expands outward and so yeah it, there's yeah it's kind of weird but. yeah the yeah basically it's it's a it's a working system where the glacier will will grow 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 and then when it contract. snows the snow yeah. piles up on it top. piles up and the pressure pushes it down which kind yeah. of he, he's described it as a cake it kind of as you if you were to push a cake down it would obviously squirt out the sides yeah and there's they call them like i think there's a main glacier and then sub glaciers all around it yeah um but anyways we get out and it is so i mean it's raining a lot but it's also so windy so it's smacking you oh in the my face God. and was, that's like the most crazy wind i've ever felt in my yeah. life to a point where you it, it felt like you could lean back yeah the wind and the wind would catch you yeah like you could do a trust fall with the wind yeah and, and, it, would catch and you. it would catch you <laughs> or, lo- or, or lo- it would blow you in the opposite direction right. like you fall flat on your face right yeah <laughs> 
So and we, so and then strong. after that we had to hike for maybe like fifteen minutes, maybe mm-hmm. right to where our ice cave was going to be because mm-hmm. I guess that part isn't it is because yeah we were basically hiking through mountainous sort of terrain like so, somewhere where a car couldn't go even if it was an off road vehicle right yeah so we get we we go through that and uh, this guy's he's pretty cool he's kind of like. I don't know. We, we figured out there's this kind of weird sort of Icelandic demeanor that people have here mm-hmm. where they're very friendly. Like nobody's nobody's overly rude, but they really skip the pleasantries. They don't. There's yeah, no like very dry. Yeah. And there's to no the point. <laughs> right. There's no there's no kind of social banter that you might have with someone who like if you meet someone at, at the you, know, you, you get introduced to someone you might say oh hey how you how are you mm-hmm. you know what do you do for a job what do you do like you know you you, you engage in small talk just to whatever mm-hmm. to get to know the person here not so much like not here, at all yeah you, not even a little bit but but that but at the same time people are people are like really kind like, yeah they're very they're not rude and they're no. not nasty to you but it's almost like there's like an aloofness or like a standoffishness where it's like they don't care that you're a tourist like they don't they're just like okay you came to they me don't, for a service i'll do that service for yeah. you and you know goodbye. yeah like, i don't think they treat tourists any different than locals exactly yeah. but it, it is strange because having gone to other places in europe it, usually people who especially like tour guides mm-hmm. will be like oh where are you from Oh, Canada. Oh, where? Yeah, like, we're in Canada. You know, like they'll make conversation, and yeah, it's none of that has like yeah. with any servers. Like when we've gone out to dinner, yeah, we haven't gotten any, like, and that's fine. It, again, it, everyone's really nice. Well, it's just it's a different experience yeah. than traveling to other places. Yeah, like China obviously was completely different. Very different. Yeah. So. so my well, my theory with that is that obviously Iceland is a very, or at least once was a very treacherous place to to live or very. Like you don't I mean with the weather, with you know the the lack of of, of fertile farming conditions, resources, yeah. lack of resources, exactly right. They're probably it's 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 it was clearly a very hard life to live, and I'm sure people, I'm sure um, life expectancy was probably a lot lower than in other places. So there's probably this this ingrained culture of of help. First of all, helping each other out, right? Like if mm-hmm. if you have things if you if you have a, if you have a community you probably have to help each other out in in um, support each other otherwise you know if you don't you know use each other to survive you won't you won't survive right mm-hmm. but there's but i think because of that on the other side there is this also this sort of culture of um not not worrying with the frilliness of mm-hmm. of social interaction so like it like like why like kind of like why bother you know uh you know engaging in small talk when we there's shit to do like we like we have like there, there's more important things to worry about than making you feel like like be, than being polite exactly but yeah. at the same time there's a friendliness because let like we want to help sort of each other out kind mm-hmm. of thing so it's like this weird friendliness with aloofness mixed into one so that's my theory maybe because of of the culture of of the way it's you know life has been here over the past sent 10 centuries or whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so um so yeah we get to this we get to this ice cave where we get to this area where the ice caves are supposed to be I and mean, it's really cool actually when as we're hiking we're on we're basically hiking through a glacier mm-hmm. and you can see in the ground and he was the way what he was saying was um as i guess volcanoes erupt and and you know all vol- the volcanic ash gets spewed across spewing all, all, all across the glacier it 
covers the glacier in ice and uh, sorry in an ash and then as it snows again and creates another layer of ice mm -hmm. there's more ice and then volcanic ash so there's kind of this you can see this layering of yeah. ash and ice all throughout so as you're walking you look down and it looks like from like when you first look at it it looks like there's a bunch of dirt on the ground and then you know when you, when you know you know after sort of like I mean, uh, a rainstorm and then it gets really cold all of a sudden and there's kind of like puddles but it's ice puddles mm -hmm. so it looks like it's dirt with little ice puddles but then you go over these ice puddles and you can see deep down into the ice yeah so it's so it's not that you're like oh i thought this was just little puddles of ice but really you're it's it's ice with a pot with puddles of, of dirt, of dirt. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's really cool so you can like see deep like you can see and it's clear ice obviously so you can mm -hmm. see pretty t far down into the glacier yeah into the glacier as you're walking so yeah. so even just the hike was pretty interesting although it was very rainy and windy yes yeah. yes and it would it would stop and start stop and start so it wasn't yeah. terrible but it was definitely a, a hike that was trying like you yeah had to... we had to use crampons this yeah. is the first time we were using crampons so the, i mean for, for anyone who doesn't know what crampons are there's these they're these they're basically spikes that you can at, you can attach to your boots mm -hmm. and they work really well actually like you can walk on ice and you won't slide it, yeah. it works really well if you know you can always jam your feet into the ice and yeah it, it works really really well yeah it was it was pretty effective yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. so so we got to the so i think we were supposed to see two ice caves but we got to the first one and it's like a really nice the glacier itself is really cool because it's kind of got these protruding giant ice blocks. And it looks so blue. It's, yeah, really blue. And he said, I think he said that because of it, something to do with when, um, I think because of the air bubbles in it, he, says, he said, it absorbs the red light from the sun. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it reflects blue or something. I can't remember. It was basically having to do with, he said, he said it's only blue, obviously, in the sunlight right if there's no sunlight it's not blue so because of because of the way it absorbs and reflects the certain light that mm -hmm. you would see it looks like it's blue mm -hmm. right um so yeah they're like they're really like they look like ocean blue it's really yeah, really cool really pretty yeah so we get to the first ice cave or ice like outside of the ice cave and he has to go inspect it mm -hmm. to make sure it's safe and i guess because it had been rainy he said it was um it was dangerous. It was unsafe and dangerous. I'm like, okay, like obviously we don't want to die in there, but we're, I don't know. I was kind of like, it's kind of bummed out because like we didn't really didn't really get to do that part. We only saw yeah. one of two caves, right? And we're like, oh, yeah. that's kind of shitty, but whatever. I mean, it's not really. I guess it's not really worth the risk mm -hmm. of dying and stuff. Um, but even just being there was really cool because where we were, like, I guess the waiting room of the, of the ice cave <laughs> just that alone was really nice because it was like the, 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 you could you know touch a glacier you could go up yeah. to the next to it. and there's like little waterfalls coming off of it as the melt's coming down mm -hmm. so it kind of creates these little waterfalls mm -hmm. um but then yeah but then we we hike we we'll drive over five minutes and then hike another 15 maybe to the next yeah. ice cave which he said this ice cave was like uh, pre safe pretty much all year round yeah so he was like you guys will for sure get to see this one yeah so i mean and it's basically just like it kind of it's a it's a basically a hole in the in the glacier which it, it, it almost if you were to, if you were to flip it so it's facing upwards it kind of like is like a funnel it's kind of like it funnels down into like a small hole and the, the hole is probably five and a half feet high something something like that where we like we had to duck like we had to duck in it so mm -hmm. it, it's not like it, it, it was obviously very it was un, under six feet obviously it was under yeah. like five eight right so um, it wasn't the biggest thing and it was maybe 10 meters or so deep I think he said something like that maybe yeah. less maybe a little less so it wasn't like a cave that you would think like where you would go in and this is like this massive 
sort of underground thing. No. It's like a little hole in the wall. I actually compared it to it was like the glacier's butthole. <laughs> it's what it kind of was like. Yeah. But I think it's, he did say that it changes depending on the season and the weather. Yeah. Like he was saying, I think he was kind of insinuating that climate change has had a part to play in yeah. the how the caves... Um, the the formation of the caves and how it changes so during the summers the caves will melt obviously Mm -hmm. and in some cases they'll disappear entirely in the summer yeah i i think what he was saying too was was that any caves that they tour Mm -hmm. they they, they're 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 never none of them are permanent yeah so like what you might see one year would be completely different what you than, than what you would see the next year. And he was saying because of climate change, that t- that window of time is becoming shorter and shorter. So he said, typically these ice caves um, could last, you know, anywhere between twelve to twenty four months. So mm-hmm. almost two years, you could have an ice cave um, that stays relatively intact, where you could bring tourists and explore it. But more recently, it's changed at a more frequent rate like six mm-hmm. months three months a cave could be there you know mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time and then it's completely gone yeah so you could see um there was like an archway where i guess this cave opened up uh this past summer or i don't know if he was referring to like the early fall but it this had year. receded back yeah yeah so they change they change a lot yeah depending on the weather yeah but for sure it was still really pretty and it was it was bright blue and you could see like the layers of ash and snow Mm -hmm. and we got to take a bunch of pictures and the pattern like the way that the cave the shape of the cave is there's like this pattern where it looks like it's been carved Mm -hmm. like it looks like it was man-made but it's just the shape that the the ice takes because of the wind and the melting yeah yeah on it it kind of really beautiful shape it, it kind of it kind of like if you could imagine if you were to take a soccer ball and like how it's got, I guess, a bunch of hexagonal, pentagonal sort of uh, shapes on it, and you were to flatten that, but make them concave. Yeah. Right. Like they were kind of like they're like little divots. Divots. Yeah. But they, but it's like I kind of not quite checkerboard, but more like pentagon, hexa, hexagon type patterning, mm-hmm. and then each one of those shapes was was a concave. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty. That was that was really cool. Just the way, because he said the way the wind and the because he said the two things that melt. Um, a glacier are wind and water and wind and water never fall perfectly straight so obviously you're going to get patterns and that's the pattern it makes. yeah it's really pretty but uh but i mean it was cool like like just to see like just to be up close to a glacier like just just to like actually be able to touch and be that close to an actual like because i think anything he said the glacier itself is what do you say like it was like like five or six times the size of Reykjavik like it's it's bigger than any city in Iceland maybe bigger than a lot of cities that we know of Mm -hmm. so really really big um and he was saying too that like you can see air bubbles in the glacier and because um it's that like the the glacier's a thousand like thousands of years old right oh yeah he said like as it melts it releases the air that's inside of it and technically it's it's the air that the Vikings would have breathed at the time so it's like really you kind of think of it like you're you're breathing viking <laughs> air he said that which that, is really yeah, cool it yeah. is cool yeah um but yeah and then and then so we only got to see one which is kind of like it was shitty like it wasn't the best i mean it wasn't like it wasn't uh i was hoping i mean we didn't get i guess the full monty but just you got just just the, the first of all the drive in to see like to go to go off-roading and then just to see the glacier i think was was well worth the trip 
The yeah. ca- to me, like, the, like it was an ice cave tour, but the ice cave wasn't the highlight. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. I also think, like, I was happy that it didn't get canceled, that he still took us out, even though the weather wasn't ideal. Yeah. And, like, the day before, it had rained a bunch, so... Well, that's why it had rained, be- and the, the first cave was dangerous, because I guess yeah. a lot of the, right? So I'm glad it still happened. Like, yeah. I would have preferred that experience to our tour being canceled. Totally. And us just spending the day in Vic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I think it was a success, but it, yeah. you just have to keep your expectations low. And I think that's the beauty of, uh, our time here in Iceland. Like, I don't think that either of us have had any expectations about anything. Yeah. And so we've just been pleasantly surprised with everything. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the other thing. I think like that a lot of people were like, at least the reviews that were, were written about it, were saying that, oh, the pictures are misleading. Yeah. Right? Cause like there's these like massive ice caves in the picture, but like again you have to remember that these these ice caves aren't permanent mm-hmm. what, what what you see two years ago doesn't exist anymore exactly so you like every year could be com- completely different so. yeah. yeah but it's and uh, just that's i think in iceland you can't have any expectations because it's so unpredictable it's so unpredictable yeah. the weather every day like it will say it's raining tomorrow but it might not rain the entire yeah. day it might rain in the morning it might be like I don't know. Like you just can't go in thinking like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and I need to do it on this day. And it needs to be like this. Yeah. You know? like, exactly. It's not gonna work it's out. Not, that it's way, not so. like going to like Cuba or something. It's not. It's not like going yeah. to New York City and you know what you're gonna see, right? Yeah. 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 So. But speaking of unpredictable, <laughs> remember what you. So you. What your theory is when it comes to why the bottoms are the way they are? Yeah. So. So um, on the way back, we were asking him a little bit. When we had gone to the caves of Heknar um, a few days ago, the tour guide there had told us about these two volcanoes, Katla and Hexla. So we were on the glacier that um, the volcano Katla is underneath. Mm-hmm. And she had told us that that particular volcano is very overdue it's like 53 years because usually i think a volcano erupts every 50 years here specifically the katla volcano every 50 years yeah ever since the first settlement here it's typically um erupted every 50 years in the last century the last one was 1918 yeah so it's about 50 over 50 years Uh yeah yeah Yeah, it's been 100 years over 100 years since so anyway she was saying that you know that we should go to this lava exhibit and it will tell us more about the um, volcanoes and the different eruptions or whatever. So anyway, we were asking our tour guide about it um, and he was telling us that <laughs> that a lot of people in Vik are, are aware that the volcano is overdue for an eruption and because of that, they have like an evacuation plan the reason being is because if this volcano erupts, because there's a glacier on top of it, it will melt how many tons of water? Like it's like it's like imagine if you have massive high levels, like thousands of degrees of heat, all of a sudden when the, in ice, it'll turn like this, a giant ice block though, and this like, like giant that's like six hundred six hundred meters deep, thick, yeah. thick right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So the amount of water that would melt from this eruption would completely flood the town of Vik. Yeah. Or the city of Vik. So yeah. they have an evacuation plan and so, he like let us know where to meet if like that yeah. happens and it's up on this church that's like on a hill. It's high it's ground. Like high so ground. it's like gonna there's a lower chance of the flood getting that. Yeah, that so high. that was kind of an interesting tidbit. And that's kind of my so my theory about the bathrooms like being the way that they are is kind of I wonder if the people in Vik are kind of like we're not gonna put tons of 
effort into making these bathrooms perfect because yeah. it very well might just get well, flooded well they're <laughs> the saying like it could happen any day in the next like pretty much any day like could yeah. happen in the next three months could happen in the next five years could happen in the next 10 years yeah nobody knows nobody really like and, and even like i guess vol- volcanologists or, or geologists or whoever i guess tracks these things doesn't know that it, doesn't know this to be an exact science and in, in terms of a predictability factor there it's very low mm-hmm. like um well, so I guess they give you half an hour. I think fifteen minutes to half an hour. You get an alert on your phone. Yeah, and it gives you fifteen minutes to half an hour to evacuate wherever you want yeah. to go up to the church because then, that's yeah. how quickly the eruption. Like from the moment that you know people, scientists or whoever is like, okay, it's erupting, mm-hmm. to the time where like you need to be Start evacuated yeah. is like 15 to 30 yeah minutes, and you have to meet there you have to meet there because if you start like if people start just leaving all of a sudden it's just going to be a traffic jam so i think everyone meets there and there's like a specific sort of structure i guess structured way in which they escape yeah or well like, and also we learned this at the at the lava yeah, show so which we'll fast- talk about but um they also don't know which way the flood might occur mm. because there are those different um like points of the glacier that jut out right yeah so there is one to the west and one to the east so if everyone gets in their car and they you know hear the volcanoes erupting and they all try driving west to Reykjavik they might meet the flood there if like the west part of the glacier starts melting yeah but there's also the chance that it could happen if people travel east so So it's kind of like you meet at the church to figure out okay what way is the flood going to happen and then you go in the opposite direction yeah exactly and then another thing we learned again we're skipping ahead a bit to the lava we went so first of all we went to a lava exhibit Mm -hmm. which we'll get into but um one thing they also have every every household in Vik has a sort of laminated orange like sheet i guess or, or sign it's like an with, evacuation yeah notice well it has all the different rules that you're that you're supposed to follow like you're supposed to keep uh, an emergency bag and all these things that you're supposed to do and then when you're leaving your house you you write how many people um you're leaving with mm-hmm. like not not how many people are in your household but how many people you're actually leaving with to go to the church so that way when the emergency crew comes in they go through the houses they can see exactly how many people are there and just know, and then if and if nobody puts a sign up, then they it basically they have they have the right to just smash the door down to you know to check for any people who may be left behind. Mm. So yeah, this whole like this like basically everyone in Vik knows at some point or another everything they love and everything they own will be destroyed. Yeah, at least if you live on the lower level, because there are some houses up near the church that I guess might right. be safe, but, but like even all of the place, all of the restaurants, everything that's on the lower level is kind of like more or less gonna die one day it won't be here probably yes yeah, so i don't know how like people could live and be okay with that i know i guess it's probably probably because like it's been 100 years right so you can build a you know pretty decently town with some decent infrastructure in 100 years right i imagine in 1918 Vik was probably just farms right yeah and then in the past 100 years people were just like people were just like oh this is a nice spot it's like i think it's yeah. like it must be the most southern point it in is, iceland yeah. right yeah, right and that's probably why right 100 100 years go by and a town just pops up yeah for sure it's just so our tour guide also told us i can't remember what all three of his um like the rules of one the was evacuate, like but one was like if you need to start driving or if the volcano erupts start driving to reykjavik number two if you're going to buy a house, buy it in Reykjavik. Yeah. And like number three yeah. is like, just don't be in Vik. Just basically. don't live in Vik. Exactly. Like, don't yeah. be here. Those are his three rules for, yeah. for surviving a volcano. But yeah. Um, 
but yeah no it was uh, i mean Vic is a beautiful town but it yeah. probably won't be at some point yeah that's so wild so, and it could happen tonight so happen tonight. i hope that alarm is loud like i hope that that i volcano... hope we get a text i know we're not part of the Vic community so i don't even know if we'll get a text but i imagine sleepers. i imagine the people up front will come by and let us know if we Hopefully. get into a flood um but yeah, so we went to, so a lot of where we learned this was at this lava show mm-hmm. where we, lava exhibit, lava demonstration, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically at this, at the lava cafe that we met to go at, uh, to go to the ca- the ice cave tour. Yeah. It's a cafe. It's like a little, little coffee slash soup shop, which has delish. really great soup. Like yeah. we had, we had soup and it's cra- crazy. You can buy soup, which is like. It was like 23 bucks for a bowl of soup or like 20, like over 20 bucks for a bowl of soup. But I mean, that isn't out of the norm. Even in Canada? No, I mean here. In oh, here. No, right. I was, I was like going to say. Like all the starters are like 20 bucks, 17 bucks if you're yeah. lucky. Like It's expensive to eat, but, but they give you, they allow for refill. You can get one refill yes. with your soup. But which is crazy full. they give you a pretty or but you can generous get a portion yeah and it's i mean it's a decent size soup it's like and it's, some of them are pretty hearty you get like a, one of them has a bread bowl which is good um but uh you can you don't have to get the same soup you can you can actually try a different bowl so you can basically get two big pretty decent sized soups for the price of one which is pretty so nice so what soups do we have i had the mexican chicken soup i had i had the lot they call called it the lava soup mm-hmm. which came with like a which came in a black bread bowl so it was kind of like they a, probably use like the ash Oh, I wonder. That'd be pretty interesting. In the... But it didn't, didn't taste any different. But it was like... Um, Maybe they was... just use black food coloring, but... I mean, probably that, but... You know, but it was good. It was, like a, it was like a thicker, heartier kind of beef sort of soup. Mm-hmm. And then we tried it as a refill. We t- decided to get one refill because we were pretty full after that. We decided to get a, the, a traditional Icelandic lamb soup, which mm-hmm. was really good. It was like... It was like... It was like it, to me, it was like the, I, the Icelandic chicken noodle. I, I imagine mm-hmm. that, that's the soup you would give to someone when they're sick here. The lamb here is so it's delicious. really good. Yeah, it's really to good. All the Greek peeps listening. <laughs> the yeah. lamb here yeah. is out of this world. So yeah. delish. Shout out Greek fam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we go to this lava show and it's this guy who, him and his wife, I guess, they had, they had experienced, they had seen actual lava rivers and he was saying that apparently in Iceland when, when a lot of when volcanoes erupt there's a lot of traffic but it's not away from it it's usually towards the volcano because there's this kind of fascination with it and people actually want to see what it's like so people typically drive towards volcanoes maybe not Katla because it hasn't happened first of all in 100 years but there's like I think he said there's something like 12 active volcano systems which probably in each one probably has multiple volcanoes within it mm-hmm. so um, um, each system so 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 I, so it's not just Vita that has volcanoes. So in other areas, I imagine maybe less um, dangerous volcanoes. I imagine, mm-hmm. I imagine is what he meant. People will actually go to those places to to find out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, there was recently looks. an active volcano close to Reykjavik, I think. Yeah. Um, in the past few months, it was active. It's been not as active recently, but apparently it's still hot. We were talking yeah. to some other people. Yeah, they're all. I think they're all technically. Oh, I don't. Th- I don't think any of them are. I don't know. I don't know what the terminology. I don't know dormant. if any of them were dormant or not, but um, basically, like, well, one of them recently erupted. Right. There's and, one in exactly. Reykjavik, yeah. and so people have gone to see it. And uh, I think that he said that he had gone, but yeah, the, him, the guy who was facilitating yeah, the lava show, him, him and his wife were like, "This is really cool. Like, you know, how cool would it be if you know 
people who aren't from Iceland or just people who aren't close to a volcano, how like what would be like how how can we get this cool spectacle to people who mm-hmm. who could who could you know see the same thing? So he basically created created this exhibit where you're sitting in a room. It's like a you know kind of a semicircle sort of room, and there's a wall with a small opening, a small little hole, maybe like a foot or two in diameter Mm -hmm. and then there's this kind of little slide looking thing like a a spout i guess yeah which leads into this long um this long ramp like a ramp yeah yeah exactly but it goes down and it's like but it's pretty narrow it's like maybe two two feet across Mm -hmm. and it goes down and it comes down to like a a flat area so it's like it's like it's like a slide you know how slides in parks that come on an angle and then at the bottom there's they're flat yeah so it's like that um it's covered in like uh dirt like black sand which is actually um, it's lava it's unmelted well, it's, it's yeah it's unmolten non-molten lava it's yes, what, what the yeah. lava would be made out of if it wasn't um if it, yeah. if it was but it looks like black sand basically yeah so what he'll do is i guess he has this method by which to melt these particular stones that he gets from the area which are the actual stones from the original katla um eruption, eruption in from in 1918. 1918 yeah so he melts them and then he actually pours this lava that comes out of onto this thing and you can feel the heat we're oh, like maybe so hot 10 or 10 or 10 or 15 feet back maybe even no probably more mm-hmm. 20 feet back and you can feel it like the room gets hot she's like you better take off your sweaters because it gets hot and it's like really really bright mm-hmm. and it's cool like you've never i've never seen lava in real life before you've seen it in movies and yeah. you've seen it in like right which by the way movies tend to uh keep get the facts wrong you can't you can't really traumatize yeah. people being submerged in people lava. will yeah fall in this pool of lava but he said lava is basically just molten rock and we're water and water isn't dense enough to actually travel through rock so you would you'd probably if you were to fall like he he he, he kind of referenced lord of the rings if like the way Gollum fell in mm-hmm. if you were to fall in rock sorry into a lava you'd probably die from the fall like you yeah. probably die from the if it was a high enough fall you would probably die from the fall before you die from the actual um heat but if you did if you didn't die and you just you fell and you know you didn't break your neck and die instantly you would burn while sitting on top of this yeah like you would like catch fire you'd like burn yeah you burn alive you would just be sitting on top of this hard surface and it yeah. that just happens to be flowing as well but it's really cool like and you can see he tells how the outside will will um cool down and solidify while the inside it stays insulated so he like it would you'd see this kind of black stuff form on top which is the hard stuff he you tap it and it's like pretty hard but then he'd mash through it and it's like this gooey stuff this gooey bright red stuff inside yeah, yeah. and then he kind of just did all these kind of tricks with it and he showed how you can make lava tunnels because the outside will cool while the inside will will continue to leak out and then you have these this lava mm-hmm. that it's like a perfect not a perfect circle but as hollow that you can see kind of tunnels going through and you can he, make lava hair too oh because because when he it's when he's it's string, like a glue gun like glue gun exactly yeah. yeah yeah he'll like pull it so he would like poke the lava with the stick and he would pull it up and it would like create a string and it would get yeah. like thinner and thinner and thinner like and the thinner, way glue gun and, like does. hair yeah but it would harden and then you can just like break it like you would tap it and it would just shatter yeah yeah so cool it's really cool and then eventually when it when, when it turns to so basalt is the mineral i think that it he, they use um to that that the lava is made up of here mm-hmm. um and when it cools it turns to glass like like volcanic glass right it's this black stuff that can shatter 
mm-hmm. and it's really cool because it, it sounds like glass when it when it breaks when well, it. Well, he goes. put ice. Did you see? Oh, that's the other thing. It? Yeah, he put blocks of ice over top of it, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. you see, you saw that sizzle. And he said, "What it'll happen with is if the moisture, I guess, gets underneath a sort of pocket of magma, it'll mm-hmm. create a bubble because the mo- the moisture will expand. Like the ice will, I guess, the expand f- force in. moisture into or uh, yeah, steam into this underneath the underneath it exactly, and it'll make a bubble and pop." Yeah. yeah, but then like the bubble will kind of stay hard, right? Oh yeah, because it'll only pop on one side, but then there'll be like kind of a dome with yeah. a crack in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he he put he lit a little piece of paper in there, and he put it in the bubble. And what did he call it? <laughs> he called it an authentic lava lamp. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was cool. So you saw that, and oh, then um, I love a good dad joke. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, got them in Iceland. You saw, you see how you get volcanic glass, and then so people were saying he's, he he compared it to obsidian, but obsidian is made from rhyolite, the, I guess the mineral rhyolite. But when it when it um, hardens and cools down, it that's what that's what creates obsidian. Whereas this is made from basalt, and it's same exact process, so it looks very similar, but it's not officially obsidian. It's I don't know if they have a name for it, but he called it, just called it volcanic glass made from basalt mm-hmm. and yet we actually got little souvenirs of volcanic yeah. glass like little rocks they're that... my coat pocket yeah well... yeah they're really cute and shiny yeah one side's like really shiny and smooth and then there's another side that's kind of rocky and mm-hmm. sort of you can even like it can crumble it kind of crumbles a little bit you can kind of pick it but it's sharp too super sharp like well glass. yeah like you're not like you can run your you finger over stab it. somebody with you it. could you could but it's not like i think glass is sharper like uh, realistically i think it's just mm-hmm. a higher chance that you hurt yourself with glass but mm-hmm. um but yeah, that was, I think that was it pretty much that like Yeah, and he gave us a lot of information on the volcano as yeah. well. And I think and he, he's like, to, to get this whole thing started, he actually was working with, I don't know what the professors he, he referred to them as, but I imagine they're volcano specialists or mm-hmm. geologists or something like that, that he worked with these guys. They to, study lava specifically. Lava specifically. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so he's worked with these guys to actually get, you know, I, I guess a, sort of a scientific uh, uh, play on it mm-hmm. where it wasn't just like fun stuff with lava it's like you actually he was pretty well versed in all the different things and how it, how and how uh, the volcanoes will um, interact with with the glaciers and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so it was like it was informative but really like it was also very entertaining yeah and the, very entertaining. the, the video was very compelling as well well he told a story about his great grandfather who actually had a first-hand experience with the uh, eruption of 1918 Katla mm-hmm. volcano in 1918 yeah he was his great-grandfather was a sheep farmer and he was actually up on the glacier with the sheep yeah. At the oh. time of the eruption, he saw it happen because they would. So they would um, during the summer they would they would let their their sheep sort of run free in, in the highlands. I guess you know I guess for better raising and better raising of the sheep, mm-hmm. and then in the winter um, they would go back out and collect them and then bring them back. So during his collection after the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he saw the eruption firsthand. He was like, "Hey, everybody, we have to get yeah, out of here!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like running around. There was like rain fall, black rain falling from the sky. Yeah, and these onto... like big, these like big CO two clouds make like um, 
uh, like lightning. There's actual like thunderstorms they can create. They oh, black really? out the sky. Yeah, you didn't, oh, there was the, no, some I of the video. That, that, I was, did see the thunder and lightning, but I thought that was just like I don't know. I think I think a it's, terrible it's, coincidence or something. No, I think it's created by the actual wow. ash, and so it blocks out the sun. But yeah. I guess it's like kind of a creates sort of a weather system. Oh, in there. I didn't realize that it created yeah, yeah, its yeah. own lightning and thunder. That's so, crazy. So yeah, like his great grandfather was huddled together with like. I think of, for three days they were stuck out yeah. there because it was because of the it's because of the floods. Like the volcano mm-hmm. itself. I mean. I guess lava is pretty slow. You're not going to, you can outrun lava pretty easily. Yeah. It was um, the flooding. That was really the issue. And so it's a, yeah, it's the flooding. So, and then he, he went back to try and find his wife, this, who was, um, who was, who was pregnant with his grandfather. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. The, so his great grandfather went looking for his wife at their, um, farm stay. It was like completely destroyed, but she was okay. Yeah. Which so. was like, obviously like the case because he's alive to tell yes, the story. Right. Of course. So, um, but yeah, crazy story, like, and crazy that like now he's got like his great grandson has a lava show. Yeah, exactly. But, and he tell, and the story, yeah. the story remains. Yeah. It was but an I, awesome show. I, there was also a, um, some story. I, I, I don't remember what they were. I can't remember. I can't remember what they were re- referring to, but they said there was a volcano that erupted and there was like a lava field, like an active lava field, like a hot, red lava field that was five times the size of manhattan remember that part what was he what were they referring to in that video in that part of the video um i think that they were referring to another eruption that happened in iceland I yeah thought. but but it was like at a different volcano site yeah yeah but I, was that like that was pretty recent wasn't it yeah i think it was in 2010 he was talking that was the about. one yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that was the one that they were talking well, about. Well, they're talking about the one... And in... it was when the airports all shut down. I remember that vaguely. I don't remember that at all, but yeah, I think because of the so, ash in the sky. Yeah, like so it was funny. He was saying all the European airports shut down because of the ash that blocked out the sky. It was blowing east. But they <laughs> the all winds. it all blew east, so the only the only airport in, in Europe that was in like, not in like the not continental Europe, but the official Europe, I guess, mm-hmm. was the Keflavik airport. Which is the Iceland, Iceland, which is, yeah. which is in Iceland, because it was in the it, it it was west of the volcano, yeah. And every in Europe is east of where the volcano was, so all of Europe's um, uh, flights got canceled, uh, got got grounded, but but Iceland's kept kept yeah. going, which is funny, but <laughs> which is a fun fact. Um, but yeah, that's that was kind of like the lava show was really cool. Just seeing actual, just seeing lava for the like in real life was pretty crazy. Super cool. It kind of reminded me of. Um, I don't know. It's like a weird thing that I've gotten into on Instagram, but like glass blowing and they melt that's glass. Probably, that's probably exactly what it is. Because yeah. he was saying, um, I forget what he was referring to something, how it's uh, um, it's glass. Technically, like like the volcanic glass is glass because mm-hmm. it's the same process. It's sand or whatever, whatever um, mineral they, he was referring to. I know he said basalt, but I think there was some other thing in there that that makes glass glass mm-hmm. and i think it's that it's a similar process to the way glass is made so yeah it's like yeah fish. so it was basically like the exact same consistency yeah. but so it, it really you're cool right exactly what it is it, like yeah. cool and to see how you would poke it and stuff yeah it was really satisfying yeah very sad it was really cool <laughs> um but yeah that was basically our day and then we went to a little, uh, pub. A little pub just had a couple of drinks and uh some nachos and uh mm-hmm. now we're back there. and i'm ready to sleep yeah, we gotta wake up tomorrow relatively yeah. early because we have to return our duster by Dusty. by noon tomorrow in Reykjavik, which is about two and a half hours away. So we gotta leave by here by nine, and yeah, and then we're in Reykjavik for the next five days till we leave. Yeah, which will be fun. It will be. 
Apparently, our tour guide said that we don't need five days in Reykjavik, but but I see. I feel like we've he, got him. It's like a. I mean, there's. It's. A, it's like he's like. Oh, it's just a city. Like I guess because he's probably coming from the perspective of, you know, what you want to see in Iceland is like the wilderness, like the the more mm-hmm. untouched area, which is which is what we've been seeing this entire time. But we haven't seen any of Reykjavik, so I imagine seeing the city of Reykjavik where there's probably more culture and history there. We're going to um, sleep in, though. We're going to, like... Yeah, that's going to be more, like, vacation camper ourselves. Yeah. Like, we're going to try to go... Are we going to go to the Blue Lagoon? Is that, too, is that a little I bit on the know. pricey side? I have been thinking about going to the Sky Lagoon. I think it's, like, a tad bit cheaper, and it's got really good reviews. It's, like, a new geothermal mm. uh, yeah. hot spring in Reykjavik, so we might go there. We might go to... I don't know. We'll figure it out, but... But we are going to go to the Saga Museum, which is, like based on the viking sagas uh-huh. yeah, i think they have like wax figures there and then we're going to go to the oh my gosh i don't even know how to say the name the but there's this massive cathedral. cathedral which is tall and you can go to the top of so we can probably probably see a lot of a lot of like reykjavik at least and maybe ice like more of iceland mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna sleep in yeah we're we'll gonna rub relax. each other's feet yeah because we're gonna do like a walking tour and we might need might need that but we're just gonna pamper ourselves we're gonna yeah. relax and we're gonna rest so when we go home, it will feel like we had everything you would want in a vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. 